Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on plant-based nutrition. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of plant-powered topics, including health, plant-based nutrition, fitness, mindfulness, to teach you how you can be your most powerful self every day. With interviews with top fitness, health, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a non-judgmental, fun, and happy atmosphere. Sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with not only plant-based experts, but with people who have truly transformed their lives with plant-based nutrition. Welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast. Today, I'm super excited because I have Sean Finnell, who is the 26-year-old co-founder and chief experience officer of the new Mindset Brain Gym, the world's first performance-driven mindfulness meditation studio. Sean first discovered mindfulness after getting frustrated over his own lack of ability to focus. Mindfulness was the only thing that really stuck for him, and Sean soon realized the benefits of embracing daily practice. Sean eventually left his career in the music industry, where he served as marketing director for one of Canada's largest music promoters to pursue his dream of opening what is now Mindset Brain Gym. Sean has spent the last year diving headfirst into the world of meditation, neuroscience, and psychology, receiving his certificate in applied mindfulness meditation from the University of Toronto, and working with three experienced teachers to craft mindsets, mindfulness curriculum. Try to say that one three times. Located in the heart of Toronto, upscale Yorkville neighborhood, Mindset caters to busy Torontonians looking to sharpen their mental edge, de-stress, and recharge. Mindset, whose early investors include two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel, has already been prominently featured in publications from the Golden Globe, where it was named as a part of the next hot trend in fitness to Toronto Life's best of the city issue. Sean has ambitious plans to rapidly expand the brand across the US and Canada starting next year. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Happy to be here. So what is Mindset Brain Gym? So um, Mindset, we we really see as the world's first performance-driven mindfulness studio. So we're seeing uh, a few dedicated meditation studios pop up and. LA, New York, the, the markets you'd expect. And they, they all very much take um, a, a more wellness and, and often a spiritual tack to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really wanted to explore kind of the other side of that, um, kind of the mental edge side of that, um, you know, where you see athletes and, and top hedge fund CEOs all meditating daily now uh, to really sharpen their focus, their concentration, their memory with all the neuroscience that's coming out. Um, on its, you know, cognitive performance, on its ability to even slow brain aging and, and potentially uh, prevent things like Alzheimer's. 
um, is incredibly valuable, I think, to the vast majority of the population that's not already meditating. Uh, so we really wanted to find a hook that would bring in a lot of people um, that maybe have kind of you know, heard they should be meditating, but aren't really, haven't really dove into the practice yet. So we really wanted to cater to kind of the person that maybe is very passionate about their fitness routine um, and really talk about and start the conversation on this concept of mental fitness and, and mental performance that you can actually improve your ability to concentrate. Uh, you can improve your resilience to, to stressful situations through mindfulness meditation. Right. So for, for people who are, uh, let's say, high performers who are type A personality, um, you know, they, they don't want to lose that sort of edge that they have and say they're reluctant, you know, because I know like luckily with, with mindset, um, it does cater to sort of that type of crowd as well. But um, what if you encounter somebody who is that A type personality and, you know, they, they're, they're reluctant to join mindset because they feel like there would still, they would either lose their edge or there would still be sort of, um, maybe they feel like they wouldn't be able to do it. So, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great question. In terms of, you know, what we really actually tapped into is this amazing partnership with another Toronto company, Muse. Um, and what they've created is this brain sensing headband that takes EEG technology and actually measures um, a ton of tangible kind of metrics from your meditation session. So uh, whether that's, you know, how often your mind is distracted or in a, in a calm, focused attention to the breath, how many recoveries you make from one state to the other. Um, you, you get certain points from each mental state, and it even measures how much you fidget, your heart rate, your respiration rate. So we give you these, these really tangible metrics that really appeal more towards that, you know, super A-type, rational, mm -hmm. skeptical individual. Um, and we've been seeing great response from that in terms of including the Muse in all of our classes. Um, and we've actually worked with Muse to create these, you know, in-depth session reports uh, that are exclusive to Mindset. Uh, and, and they really provide a lot of tangibility that you get in the fitness world, that you know how many calories you burn yeah. from a cardio session, you know how much you're lifting in a, in a strength session. But now we're really trying to bring that tangibility to meditation and really see it as an exercise and, and just have these, you know, A-type individuals really take a second look at the practice beyond, you know, it's, it's not just, just a woo-woo kind of um, practice, but it's actually a very powerful uh, tool that even Olympic athletes are using to, to get that, you know, split-second reaction time down. And that's super cool. Can you, so, you know, being an A-type personality myself, mm -hmm. I like to sort of track those numbers and be able to, you know, compare you know, mm -hmm. last year's results to this year's results. Is there, a, is there a system in place where, you know, they can watch their progress and they can sort of like compare and, and like, I guess, work harder through mindset to, you know, develop a better practice, say, than mm -hmm. when I first started a year ago? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about these reports is that you are able to really you know, see different elements of your meditation. So maybe, you know, it's, it's a problem with endurance. You might be super focused those first five minutes and then really start to fall behind on the latter part of the meditation. Um, maybe you start getting sleepy, maybe, you know, it, and we've email you these reports after every class so you can compare them and even you can create your own music account and we can uh, have those reports automatically saved. You can, you know, track that and even buy your own news uh, to supplement, you know, mindset at home as well. Um, which is a different experience for sure, but still still valuable. So 
yeah, I mean, we definitely provide you all these metrics that you can see over time. And, you know, it's not an exact um, kind of metric in that, you know, it does depend on your calibration and whatnot, but you can very clearly see the trend lines over time, see yourself improving, especially when you're just beginning and really seeing some rapid improvement over those first few weeks. Which is super cool. How, um, how often should somebody, should a person who's just beginning be coming to mindset? Um, well, I mean, you know, the, the, the science on meditation is pretty clear that you're, you get the benefits um, pretty quickly, actually. Uh, some studies have shown in as little as three to four consecutive days of meditation, you can see measurable increases in your focus uh, and in your working memory. Um, so, I mean, obviously, every day is, is great. And we do have, you know, both unlimited, you know, three-week trials for you to come in every day if you want to, or unlimited memberships for you to come in every day. Um, if you don't, uh, that's totally fine. Totally, totally understand, you know, people's busy schedules, especially with, uh, with the market we're catering to might not have the time every day. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, you know, a few times a week is great as long as you supplement it, you know, every day with even just five mindful minutes, um, whether you're on the subway or in an Uber, you know, whenever you have the time, just closing your eyes, following the breath, even for a few minutes, as long as it's every day, really helps, you know, get those, that neural circuitry firing every day. Right. And I've, I've also heard that even if you take one mindful breath in and out, then that, that can sort of play into your daily practice. For sure. I mean, and that's just, you know, you, you learn pretty quickly that you can activate what's called the, the parasympathetic nervous system. So it's the opposite of the fight or flight reaction. The body's like relaxation response. And you can activate that quite quickly by just uh, tuning into the breath using techniques like box breathing and whatnot. And actually in every mindset class, uh, we do have a few minutes where we call it mindset at home. Um, And it's little techniques to integrate mindfulness um, into your everyday life. So whether that's, you know, on the subway, taking a few mindful breaths or maybe uh, mindful eating, uh, which actually is, is amazing. Once you start mindful eating, you realize, like, why was I wolfing down my food before? It's such a such a better eating experience. Um, and yeah, so we, we definitely provide those kind of tidbits that you can really integrate it and, and have the, the benefits spill out into the rest of your life. Absolutely. Mindful eating. I went to a, it was a one day silent retreat. Um, I wasn't ready for the five or 10 day yet. So I thought, yeah, okay, I'll try the lot. one day and see if I can handle it. And the, I would say about the first half of the day, it was a little odd. Um, but then you mm-hmm. really kind of get into it. But we did practice at lunch, mindful eating and, you know, food tastes better when you're oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> when you're not wolfing it down and you're not, you know, just, you know, looking down at your plate after five minutes and it's empty, you know, you're not even realizing what you just ate. Yeah, it's like the opposite of fast food, right? So it's <laughs> mindful food. Uh, can you talk about some of your own challenges when you first begin your very own mindfulness journey? For sure. I mean, well, I mean, I think the, the obvious one, you know, was just uh, my mind going everywhere. The the Buddhists call it the monkey mind, which is, is quite yes. accurate and just it you know jumps around and it's constantly going on and on. Um, and what you really want to focus on is is just how fast you can catch yourself 
when your mind has wandered. It's not how many times your mind has wandered, because every time you bring it back, that's basically, you know, we call it a bicep curl for the for your attention. Um, and that's what actually strengthens uh, your practice and your focus is, is catching yourself. So what you really want to focus is on catching yourself as quick as possible, um, not getting lost in thought for a few minutes and then realizing that you want to be like, oh, my mind's gone, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. So it doesn't matter if you bring it back 100, 200 times, um, as long as you catch it, you know, very quickly, that's what's really important. Right. Which is, uh, which is, it's pretty amazing. It, it actually is like a workout when you put it that oh, way. For sure. <laughs> uh, so one of your investors is Phil Kessel. How, how did, can you speak about how that sort of happened? Oh, well, he's actually, um, he's very good friends with, uh, some of my partners as well. So uh, they told him about the idea. And, you know, I mean, obviously in the athletic community, mindfulness and mm-hmm. meditation is having a mental edge in general, mental gain is having a huge moment. So he's very excited to, to get involved. He was at our ribbon cutting uh, a few weeks ago and we had TSN and everything cover it. It was uh, super exciting. That is amazing. Awesome. Uh, can you give our listeners a few takeaways for um, individuals who are currently practicing meditation, no matter what type of meditation, it could be, you know, like uh, mindfulness, breath awareness, transcendental, whatever type of practice they are practicing currently, but say they're having, say they're just struggling with it. um, Is there a few takeaways that you can give them to either redirect them, refocus them, or just help them, you know, bring back the, the current practice that they're in? For sure. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's obviously specific because everyone does struggle with different things, whether that's just um, more so just finding the time or the, the regulation, the self-regulation to actually sit down and do it. Um, or it's when you're doing it, maybe you're falling asleep every time. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely like, you know, tailored solutions to tailored problems. But in terms of a general takeaway, I think just really try and, and make it a habit as much as possible. Um, really try and do it every day. What's a great technique is called like the, the break the chain method. Um, and we put it actually into our mindset journal. Um, and it's just every day you do a habit, you just put an X. And after a few days, you don't ever want to break that X. I think Jerry Seinfeld actually really made this technique hugely popular. Um, and just, I think that is a great way just to make sure you keep doing it every day. Um, and really making it a habit. And then, you know, in terms of individual, um, you know, struggles you have with the practice, it's kind of more of a, an ad hoc answer for sure. But I think, I think just based on my experience with interacting with the people that have come through to mindset, people really enjoy the, the in-person experience as well, because it does keep them more accountable. It does keep them um, able to want to keep coming back and doing it in this group experience, which I think is helpful. So if there is a group experience, um, you know, any kind of community elements, I think really uh, deepen the practice. So pretty much in every every town in, in the world at this point, there's definitely going to be some level of meditation community, whether that's a little more spiritual or clinical or, um, but I think the community aspect does help a lot too. Oh, for sure. Definitely. It's, it's almost like if you were working out at home, you probably wouldn't push yourself as hard as if you had a workout partner or if you actually went to the gym and people are surrounding you and they're sort of, even though they're probably not watching you, you think they're watching you. So you're going to do that extra bicep curl. Exactly. I mean, that, that we use that metaphor all the time, actually. It's a, it's a oh, really? great one, you know, because we, we do, we do see it as a fitness. 
um, sure. exercise. So like the, all the, all the things that are applicable in fitness are, are usually applicable to this as well, which is, which is surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, to be honest, I had never really thought of it in such a way, but it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the next wave that's coming with meditation. You had the, the first, or at least Western meditation, rather. So you had that first wave of, you know, the Beatles and Steve Jobs all embracing, you know, this, this meditation that was just very much fresh from, from India and then the Dalai Lama and Tibet yeah. and, and, and those kind of spiritual traditions. And they're going to be, they're amazing. And then, you know, what America did was, you know, secularize it and study it and analyze it and research it. And now we've got, you know, what was modern mindfulness, basically, um, which does owe a lot of its roots to this, you know, thousand year old practice. But it's got some incredible benefits that, you know, I don't think anybody realized in terms of, you know, focus and memory and uh, slowing mental decline and, and like all sorts of incredible benefits. And, you know, it's not a cure all pill. It's a subtler um, you know, benefits, but you do notice it just spill into the rest of your life once you start doing this every day. It's crazy. Absolutely. And I think uh, for a lot of A-type personalities, it's, it is harder to wrap your mind around, you know, taking that time for yourself um, to benefit yourself and refocus yourself. Um, because, you know, personally, before I got into meditation, I thought, mm -hmm why am I going to spend 15 or 20 minutes meditating when I could be working? But if you think about it, if you actually did spend that time on yourself to refocus, then you're not only working better, but uh, you're working more efficiently and smarter as well. I, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, and this is what we tell our corporate clients is, um, you know, there's actually a huge study that Aetna, a big U S insurer did, um, and, you know, insurance companies are, you know, some of the most skeptical uh, corporations mm -hmm. out there. Um, and they found that just employing mindfulness training for an employee netted them about an extra hour of productivity per week. So, I mean, if you calculate what the average employee is worth to them per hour, um, times that by 50, uh, that's what you get every year in terms of mindfulness training. So there's a huge ROI on the, on the productivity side, let alone um, less stressed out people take less sick days, they get less Absolutely. sick, they uh, do better work. So just by, by tackling this two prong, um, you know, prices of both stress in the workplace, which is massive, mm -hmm. even at the high levels, uh, there's something like 68% of, of individuals earning over 200,000 are very high stress. Um, so it's not, it's, it really hits across the board there. And then in terms of focus, you know, the average person uh, pretty much gets interrupted every three and a half minutes at work. Um, you know, that's about over 150 times a day. So, you know, it, it's crazy that, you know, if you're able to tackle the stress problem, the focus problem, you'll be a better worker, like no question. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, the research backs that it's, and it's continuing to back that I find. Final question for you, Sean. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we often fall prey to instant gratification, especially being an A-type personality. You want something and you want it quick. Uh, mm -hmm. In your opinion, and I know it probably varies from individual to individual and depending on how much, you know, practice they're putting in, if they're doing it on a daily basis or if they're not, but let's say an individual is practicing on a daily basis, um, how soon after beginning the, their own mindfulness journey can they expect to see results? Um, measurably, four days. Mm -hmm. um, 
not not a, a huge amount, but consistently every day, uh, the studies have pointed to as little as four days there's a measurable improvement. Um, in about you know six to eight weeks, you'll actually have literal changes to your brain structure, so a thickening of the prefrontal cortex that has a lot of the executive brain functions, um, an actual shrinking of the amygdala, which is your fight or flight center. Yeah. Um, so like you're you know this concept of neuroplasticity, which was kind of a fringe theory 30 years ago, is now very much um, accepted scientific uh, fact that, you know, through meditation, you're actually changing your brain and like a muscle. Um, and that's, that's an incredibly mind-blowing fact, I think, um, that you can actually, you know, and the prefrontal cortex is what actually shrinks in old age. So you can right. understand why there's a link with, you know, things like reduced risk of Alzheimer's when you're actually, you know, increasing your protocol thickness of the prefrontal cortex. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sean, thank you so much. Of course. The best way to spread the word about the amazing benefits of plant-based nutrition is to share information. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and family, both in person and through social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm so thankful for each and every share, mention, and follow from you guys. And if you're looking for more plant-based recipe inspos, or you want to kickstart your very own plant-based journey, please visit www.jenniferz.com. Until next time, guys, stay healthy, happy, and plant-based.